Okay, we're on Daf Yudalad of an Aleph. So we learned the Mishnah at the beginning of the third parak yesterday, which told us basically a bunch of different things. The main thing for our purposes today is Elam Begalfin Moi. There are certain people who are allowed to shave and get haircuts on Chol Moi. They're supposed to add people who can't. And also the same thing is true for um, laundry. The Gemara says, Ushar Kol Adam Maitama Asurin. So everybody else, what's the reason that they are not allowed to get haircuts? As we learned in the Mishnah, as follows. Now, it's not going to tell us exactly in the Mishnah, but we'll see the analysis of the Mishnah will help us. That the people, this is Masech HaTanid, we talks about the people who, the Kohanim, who were serving the Beit HaMikdash at certain uh, times during the year. They had their time, that they were the Anshay Mishmar. And Yisraelim also had times they went to Yerushalayim to support the whole endeavor of serving the work in the Beit HaMikdash. They're called the Anshay Ma'amad. They were prohibited from getting haircuts and doing laundry. Uh, during that week, but on Thursday it was permissible because of the honor of Shabbat for Kavod Shabbat. The Amar Rabbi Rabbi said, "My time. And what's the reason they're not supposed to get haircuts or get do laundry during the week? So they don't enter the Mishmar, the Mishmeret, when they are kind of disgusting. Maybe we want them to sort of show proper respect to as they walk in." So Hachanami, so here too, Kadeshali Kantula Regal Kshemidubalin. So here too, we don't want people going into the Chag in a like a gross uh, state. So therefore you come in all nicely uh, shaved and nice uh, nice haircut, etc. etc. Okay, so by Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera asked the following question. Abdullah Abeda Arafa Regal, when it was, let's say a person lost something, presumably of uh, great value, on the Arab Habragel, so is it since he had something happen out of his control that prevented him from presumably getting the haircut he normally would have had? So it should be permissible for him, therefore, to get a haircut during Cholom Because we're saying the whole point is that if you have an option to get a haircut before, then you have to do it before. But if you didn't need all these people listening to the Mishnah, people who didn't have the opportunity to do it before, so that's why they're allowed to do it during. So this guy who lost an Abidah, on the one hand, maybe you say, look, he didn't have a chance, so he should be allowed. Or, came to Lomocha since the matter is not proven, meaning it's not readily obvious to any bystander that this guy uh, wasn't able to... Um, get a haircut before Yom Tov, because as opposed to, let's say, a guy getting out of jail, which maybe would be more like public knowledge, this guy, like the fact that he lost something, that's not something that everyone would necessarily know about, so maybe he shouldn't be allowed to get a haircut. So, Amr Abaye, Yomru, Kola Srikin Asirin, Baitus Mutarin. So, Abaye gives like this a rhetorical phrase which tells us as follows. We look at Rashi here. Yomru Kola Srikin Asirin. It's Rashi right near where the Gemara starts. He says, Kalamar de Baitus Hayacholi Strok Halutad Bali Shahut, Nefishayudo Tfus. So, there were all these bakers, okay? And the issue was that. Um, People uh, weren't really supposed to be baking an Arab, an Arab Pesach because we're worried about making chametz. Baitus, the baker, he had this special like uh, um, a mold, not with you know not like the growth, but like the thing you put it, you know in the pan, right? Like to make it a certain way. So he's like guaranteed basically wouldn't make, I wouldn't become chametz. So really, so even though. Normally, uh, we would say strict halacha, everyone else should not be allowed to bake, but Baithus should be allowed to bake. We kind of made this across the board rule that no one's allowed to do it. Why? Because people would say, in this like, you know, rhetorical way, kola, srikina, serene, srike, baithus, mutrine, like all types of doughs to bake the dough. That's going to be prohibited. And what, baithus is allowed? I mean, people don't understand why baithus is different. Now, the truth is, he is different. But no one really would understand why that is. And therefore, we make the halacha, we make the din, that he is not allowed to do it either. So the same thing is here, says Abayin. 
right? You have to apply the principle that just because like, but oh, that's what everyone else is not allowed to get haircuts, and this guy's allowed to get haircuts. There's no written, there's no clearly obvious reason why this guy should be allowed, and therefore we're not going to let him. We're not going to let him to confuse people. Okay, so that's what Vayi says. Um, really, to me, but according to that reasoning, anybody who only has one garment is allowed to wash it on There also shouldn't be applied the, the phrase according to you, Abaye, that what all the other people can't do the thing, but Abaye should be allowed. Well, why should this guy be allowed to do laundry? There's nothing there, again, nothing obvious about why this guy should be allowed to do laundry or not. No, I don't really know what's in your closet, right? Or what's not in your closet. Bar says, Hayit Marilano, stated about that. Amar Mar Barabashi, Ezuro Mochia Chaladu, stated about that. The reason the guy can do the laundry is because his belt proves it. Well, isn't his belt proves it? If you look at Rashi here, I think he says it here. Uh, he says, posto. So the guy has only one garment, so he takes it off. So he wears like his outer garment. That's why the guy wears his jacket. And he wears his belt outside the jacket. So, lahavdil. So, you know, you know, like with the safer toy that's puzzle, we put the gartel outside the. You know what I'm talking about? We have a safer toy that's puzzle. So, the way you, you mark that it's puzzle, how do you know? Otherwise, you keep opening the same safer toy, no one else will know. So, we put the gartel, right, that we usually put inside the, the cover, we put it outside. So, the gartel is the most outside thing. Okay, that's what we do for a puzzle safer toy. So, he said this is lahavdil, but it's the same thing. So, the guy who's doing the laundry, he wears like his trench coat or something, and he wears not the trench coat belt, but his regular, like, pants belt or whatever, like the, you know, the robe belt that he wears, he puts on the outside. So the point is that you can observe from the outside, this guy's dressed so weird, so clearly uh, something's off. And therefore we'll know in that situation. But again, but our guy with the Aveda, there's, not, there's no real clear reason why he should be allowed to get a haircut. Okay? Um, Gemara says, follows, When it comes to an Uman, let's say you have a craftsman who lost something at Erev so he wasn't able to, will it be different? We might say, Maybe we say, because he's an Uman, meaning he has a cra- like a store, let's say, where people come in and out, he's interacting with people a lot, and everyone would have noticed an Erev HaRegel, or not everyone, but enough people, would have realized Erev HaRegel, that he was all sort of like, you know, confused and I'm in a bad mood because he lost something. So it is Mochamilta. I mean, people would have realized that something was different with him. Or maybe no, since it's not so uh, readily obvious, just like the other guys, so you shouldn't be allowed. Take it. So we're not so sure in that case. Um, we don't resolve that question by the Uman, but we seem to resolve the question by the regular person who lost the view. Okay. Now we said, If it's the person comes from overseas, they're allowed to get a haircut. This Mishnah is not in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda. Ditanya, we learned the bright as follows. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Habam Yedina Tayam, Lo Yegaleach, Yifnei Shehatza, Shalom Bershud. So Rabbi Yehuda says straight out, somebody who comes from overseas is not allowed to shave on Cholomoi because he left without permission. It wasn't even without permission. Okay? So we have to figure that out. So Amar Rava, Rava says, Lashud Divriya Kol Azur. Rava says, look, we have this Mashloket, between the Tamikama, right, our Tana of our Mishnah, and Rabbi Huda. Our Tana says, coming from Dina Tayyam, you're allowed to get a haircut. Rabbi Huda says, you're not allowed to. Okay, Rabbi Huda also throws in this reasoning, you went without Rashut. So what does that exactly mean? So Rabbi says, look, when it comes to this Machloka, Lashut, if you went out basically just for a pleasure trip, like to sail for pleasure, everyone agrees that that's also to get a haircut if you come back, right? If you just go like on a nice cruise and you plan to come back on Palomoe, we don't feel bad for you. Like, it's like, oh, I didn't have a chance to get a haircut before. Well, sorry, like you were just having a good time. 
And then the zonot, if the guy went on the trip because he needed to make money to have food, like just to feed himself, even Rabbi, everyone agrees to smoke. Even Rabbi Duke would say it's permissible for this guy to go traveling, and therefore when he comes back, he wouldn't say, "Oh, you left Shalom Bereshit." That is with a Rishut. That is a perfectly legitimate reason. They only argue when it comes to Rebach, meaning trying to increase your wealth. Meaning you have a job, you have enough money, you don't have to go traveling now, but you heard of a business opportunity. So you go to this business opportunity and you end up coming home only during Cholomot. So one master compares it to a pleasure travel, and that's Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore he says it's usher afterwards to Geherka. And the other master, meaning the Tamil Bar Mishnah, compares it to Mizonot. Okay, so that's the Mashbok of Tamil and, and, uh, and uh, Rabbi Yehuda. When it says, Meitebe, we seem to have a kasha, it says in the Tosefta, Amar Rebbe, near in Dibir Rabbi Yehuda, Kshayyatza Shalom Bershud, Vidibir Chachamim, Kshayyatza Bershud. Okay, so we have this opinion, it says, that, or Rebbe says, that we, I think Rabbi makes more sense when he leaves without permission, and the Chachamim make more sense when he leaves with permission. Now, that's going to be tricky, because the way we've just broken down the Mashloket between Rabbi Yehuda and uh, the Tana Bar Mishnah, according to Rava, right, where they mostly agree, and they only disagree in this one little thing, so then you have the statement of Rebbe that Rabbi Yudah makes more sense when they leave Shalom Bershut, the Chachamim Bershut, my Shalom Bershut, Gemara says. What is Shalom Bershut? Ilema Lashut, if you say Shalom Bershut means to go pleasure travel, tra- pleasure sailing, but Rava said that in that case, everyone would agree that that's usher. So what do you mean, Rebbe's opinion, Rebbe's opinion makes more sense in that case? Everyone agrees in that case. There's no, there's no machloket. The El Mazonos, you say, fine, maybe it means that he goes out to get money for food. But we said in that case, even Rabbi do agrees with the Chachamim that it would be permissible. So again, both situations that we're talking about, the two extreme situations, it doesn't make sense to pick one opinion over the other, right? Because I did think of it this way, right? We sort of defined it as like three different scenarios. One, and they, they agree in two of them and disagree in one. But then we have this Brita where Rebbe says, Rabbi Dio's opinion makes more sense in this case, and Chachami makes more sense in that case. But there aren't two cases where they disagree. There's only one case where they disagree, right? Which is this in between the Harvacha. So what's going on here? So El Gemara says, Pshita de la Harvacha. Really what we're talking, clearly what we're talking about is a case where a person goes out for Harbacha. But again, what, what's going on here? Ema Seifa. But then look at the, the, but then look at the, 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 the next part of the mission, of the Brita. It says, Right? So then also, my Bershut. Meaning, you get stuck, uh, right? So the point is, you get stuck in either way. If you, if you want to say that the first sign, that we hold like, that Rebbe is saying, we hold like Rabbi Yehuda in the case Shalom Bershut, and Shalom Bershut means Harvecha, well then, the case where we say Hosech Chachamim Bershut, it also has to be Harvecha. So then there's a steer on the case of Harvacha. Does that make sense? Have to say that again? Say again? Okay. So it is like this that we said that the Chachamim and Rabbi Yudah, according to Rafa, only disagree in one case, Harvecha. And then we have this Brighto where Rebbe says, Rabbi Yudah's opinion makes more sense in this case. And Chachamim's opinion makes more sense in this case. Right? Bershut, Shalom Bershut and Bershut. So what are those cases? Well, since we know that, again, like we said before, they agree, according to Rava, in two, the two extreme cases, and they only disagree in the middle case, so both points where he says you have to, that, you, that the opinion of Reb Yudah is, makes more sense, or the opinion of Chachamim makes more sense, there's only one case, according to Rava, where they could be disagreeing, so it's an internal stira. He's saying both we should hold like Reb Yudah, and we should hold like Chachamim. Because there's only that one case that they have left where they could potentially disagree. Does that make sense?
So think about it. You know, it, it makes sense. Okay. So the so Gemara says. So what are you going to say? So Hasi Kamar. So here's what we have to re-understand the Brayta. If you want to maintain the opinion of Rabbi, you have to understand the Brayta like this. Nearing the Rabbi Yudah Lirabanan It means to say it's not nearing the Rabbi that his opinion makes more sense. Is that his opinion makes sense to the Rabbanan when it's Shalom Bereshut? Okay, meaning Shalom Bereshut would be the simple Shalom Bereshut would be Lashut, uh, right? The pleasure trip. My new Lashut, my new Lashut. What is that? That's Lashut. Shafidu Chachamim. No nafik go alav, right? Alav Harbecha. The Chachamim didn't disagree. They only disagree in the case of Harbecha. About Lashut, Moduli. But in case of Lashut, they agree. It's a little bit of a wordy Gemara. Veneer and Divir Rabbanan or Rabbi Yehuda, and when he says that the Rabbanan's words are near in, that makes more sense. It means that they are, make sense to even Rabbi Yehuda. She yatsav Bereshut, and he goes Bereshut. My Nihuda Mazonah. That's for Mazonah. Shafila Rabbi Yehuda lo nachal kalayim alav Harbecha. Av Mazonah Moduli. Okay, so we end up saying basically, like just a review, we have Rabbah's opinion that, that the whole machlok which in the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda is only with regard to this middle case of Harbacha. I we have this Brita that Rabbi says the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda makes more sense in this case, and Rabbi Yehuda makes more sense in this case. And you say that there's only one case they disagree, so how can you have the two different cases where each opinion makes more sense? Because they only disagree in one case. The answer is, it doesn't mean it makes more sense, it means it makes sense to the other person. All he's pointing out is that they actually, he's pointing out, what we're saying essentially is, is that Rebbe is making the same statement that Rabbi is making, basically, right? That Rebbe is saying, yeah, Rabbi Huda would agree with Rabbi in this case, Rabbi would agree with Rabbi Huda in that case. Okay. The Gemara continues, Amr Shmuel. Kadan Hanola B'moed Muter L'Galeach. Shmuel says a child who's born during Chol HaMoed, you're allowed to cut that kid's hair on Chol HaMoed. Why? There's no greater jail than that. Meaning like he's been in the womb, like he can't get out, you know, so like uh, he can cut his hair. And uh, you have to wonder why, you're allowed, why you wouldn't be allowed to cut a baby's hair, like the baby, but we'll get to that. Okay? Now it says, B'moed in Me'ikar lo. That seems to imply that you can only cut his hair if he's born on the Moed. But if he's born before the Moed, you apparently wouldn't be allowed to cut his hair. So made the Rapimchas, Rapimchas asked the Kasha in the following way, and we'll get stuck in the middle of this Kasha, but that's what we'll stop for today. He says, Ko'elu sha'amru mutur legalech ma'moed, mutur legalech me'evlo. Ha'asur legalech ma'moed, asur legalech me'evlo. So he makes this with a general statement. Okay, the general statement is, anybody who we said you're allowed to get a haircut during the Moed, he's also able to get a, to get a haircut or shave, during a Velut. And you're going to see here, this is a transition now into the Hilkha of the Velut, okay? Um, similarly, the pers- or, the, or by inference, if somebody is prohibited from shaving during Cholomoyim, they're also going to be prohibited to shave during Avelut. I just turn the page for a minute. Ve'i amrat katan itbei plugta, and if you'll say when it comes to a katan, there is this differentiation that beforehand he's, he's not allowed, he's born before Moe, he's not allowed to, but on Cholomot he is allowed to get a haircut. Nim said Avelut no heged bekatan. What ends up sounding like is that you have Avelut for a katan. Because since Rav Pinchas is making this statement, that a very broad statement, that anybody who is allowed to get a haircut during Cholomot is allowed to get a haircut during Avelut, and since a child is included in that description of somebody who could get a haircut during Cholomoy as opposed to somebody who couldn't, that implies that he also is included in the halakha of Avelut. And we're going to see that might be a problematic thing because it says, Vehatanya, but going to the Brayta, Mikarin lekatami pnei agmat nefesh. That we have a child who Rahman al loses a parent or a relative, we tear, have the child tear Kriya, not because the child himself has to observe Avelut, but because of agmat nefesh, it arouses sort of a, uh, a sense of like, uh, 
like despair, right, and rather sadness among the, the crowd. If you want to feel sad at a funeral, well, just watch a cut on Ter Kriya, and you'll feel pretty sad, right? So that's what we do. But we don't. But it's really just for looks and for emotional effect. It's not because Iker Hadin, the kid needs it. If that's the case, it doesn't seem to make so much sense. The child doesn't need to be part of a velos, so then why is a kid part of this dinin of getting haircuts on Cholamod? Okay, we'll stop here.